Good evening and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, a tasty, healthy, sweet, and soft alternative to your usual protein bar monotony. If you're looking for a recommendation for a flavor to try out first, I would go with a sampler box, which I believe is around 15 bucks. And if you use promo code locked on, you can get a cheeky $10 off your first order. So be sure to head on over to builtbar.com. Again, use promo code locked on at checkout for a cheeky $10 off your first order. On tonight's episode, you'll notice that I did kind of cut off our 2012 NHL entry draft top 10 redraft for a reason. I stopped at spot number eight because spot number nine is where Winnipeg actually had its first pick of this draft. In real life, they got Jacob Truba at pick number nine, which obviously Truba was an amazing player for Winnipeg, especially um, in his first several seasons. And he's still probably a pretty good top four defenseman, but I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell with how bad he's been with the Rangers until recently. And his later Jets years were maybe not as strong as he was when he was in his prime, I guess, around 16, 17-ish, I would say, uh, that season. But let's just say that Truba in our 2012 redraft has already gone in the top eight, which leaves a lot of different options on the table for the Jets. I, I actually had a hard time figuring out who I would take with this next pick. So I kind of wanted to do something a little bit different. I've pulled up a number of different players who Winnipeg could have drafted and might have presented decent value given what was left in the draft and where they were picking. I'll kind of talk about what each player brings and maybe lacks as far as an impact on this roster and what the Jets might have looked like had said player joined the team, and then talk about maybe why it's a good thing Winnipeg ended up getting Truba instead. Because there's honestly quite a bit to unpack, and I feel like after the first eight picks, which I believe included Truba, Lindholm, I want to say a couple of other guys like Philip Forsberg, uh, Tomas Hurdle, Tevo Teravainen, these guys all went pretty high up uh, in real life, but then you had guys like Jakob Slavenfall. If you didn't check out our, our redraft episode, be sure to listen to the last one because guys like Pareko and Slavin were in the top eight picks of this draft. I, I actually feel like 2012 on the whole wasn't that great uh, looking over a lot of the picks that ended up did occurring. But even so, if, if you stack the first eight picks, I think that there's still a pretty good amount of talent for the Jets to draw from. Door number one is kind of an interesting one. I thought Ryan Murray might actually be a very good option because Murray over the past couple of seasons has become a really high-end defenseman for the Blue Jackets, even though he tends to go very much under the radar. Somehow, oddly enough, he went from being a guy who wasn't really highly regarded to maybe being a quietly underrated darling. Murray's not really a big offensive defenseman. I think that a lot of his game tends to be on the quieter side. He does actually have a pretty decent scoring record to his name, given the fact that I would kind of classify him more like a a decent transition two-way defenseman who also is very good at shutting up shop in his own end. I don't know that he possesses like a ton of high-end skill sets or tool sets, but I just think that what he brings is a lot of stability and his defensive metrics look very strong, especially over the past couple of seasons. Popping on over to Micah Blake McCurdy's HockeyViz.com, which often provides really interesting resources for kind of getting a, uh, maybe a, like a player profile at a glance. Uh, Murray is one of those guys who doesn't really contribute a lot of scoring opportunities at the other end of the ice, but in his own end, he ensures that stuff's not going into the net. He's a rock-solid, sort of shut-down second-pairing defenseman, and I feel like if the Jets had gotten that with Murray, they would have been very pleased. 
I do think that the composition of that blue line would have definitely looked a bit different. You know, you get somebody like Murray who I think is is more like a safety valve in the same way that Morrissey is, but even Morrissey in his prime tends to be very active in the offensive zone. I think that Murray occasionally activates and does have some nice passing and distribution. I mean, he's definitely on the ice for a number of uh, scoring opportunities and goals for, but I don't think that he does the Truba thing where he drives, you know, deep into the offensive zone and really creates a lot of space around the net. Truba occasionally acts like a big power forward, which I don't think is Murray's game at all. I mean, Jacob is, is very much an attacking sort, which often leads to a little bit of cheating and opportunities against. Murray, I think, is more in the vein of, of like a Toby Enstromish type or probably a high-end Dylan DeMello sort of player, which is good, very good, I think, for what you, you're looking at. Um, but he did actually get drafted second overall, which is pretty high. Obviously, compared to who else was in this draft, I think that that's not particularly great value for that pick, but Murray at number 9 would be a lot more interesting if all of the top names that I suggested had gone off the board when I said they would. Another Blue Jackets player that would have intrigued me is Josh Anderson, who's kind of a bit of a hard guy to figure out. Anderson is, or at one point I thought was like the next Tom Wilson-y sort. Uh, They're both in the same draft, in the same round, and they both have kind of similar physical power forward style games. Uh, One just kind of likes to decapitate his opponents and mount their heads on uh, hockey sticks on the ice. Anderson had a very good season last year when he was placed on a line with Panarin, if I recall correctly. This year, though, he's definitely had a lot more modest points totals, which is not really surprising. I think that he had 47 last year, and he's on 3 in 26 games this year. If I recall correctly, he's had a number of injuries this season, so I can understand why his points totals have definitely regressed. I think that he's somebody who creates a lot of space, and he's just a bully when he drives towards the net. That said, I I don't really like this particular option at ninth overall because, I mean, this is the kind of guy that you like third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. You know, these players who maybe don't have high-end dynamic offensive skill sets but can provide a lot of maybe greasy goals or play-driving ability even if they don't put a lot of numbers on the score sheet. That said, Anderson has near 20 goals uh, and actually eclipsed the 20-goal mark last season throughout his time with Columbus. I'd probably put him in the category of a really good complimentary top six winger or on his own probably a high-end third liner, but beyond that, he's probably not, you know, like a first-line winger or anything. For that reason, I'm kind of hesitant to say that the Jets should have taken him at this pick if they didn't get Truba. I I would have him as like a fringe candidate for maybe like the second-round pick would have made a bit of sense. At what Anderson does, I think that he excels, and I think that he would have brought another Adam Lowry kind of dynamic to the Jets, except this time he actually converts on more scoring opportunities than Lowry has. Winnipeg tends to have a lot of these players, though, and Anderson might have had a harder time finding ice time. I do think, though, that the way he plays in his, I guess, high-end work ethic or whatever might have translated to Maurice or Noel liking him more. It's entirely possible that he would have been a fan favorite, but, you know, we'll never know now, so... I would I would classify him as not really a pick that I make at number nine, but he's definitely of the other options not the worst that I you know could imagine the Jets choosing. Speaking of making tough choices, when you go to builtbar.com, you'll have endless choices and protein bars for you to choose. I've been mulling over a few choices myself because I was thinking about reordering the raspberry flavor, which is really good, but I also kind of like the mint dark chocolate flavor, which I found to be really good and refreshing. Built Bars are unique because they're actually pretty soft. They're more like candy bars that are coated in dark chocolate, so they have some natural antioxidants, and when you check out their nutrition label, your jaw's probably going to drop. Most of these protein bars from Built Bar are around 120 to 170 calories, around 3 or 4 grams of your daily fat content, and 30% of your daily protein intake. 
which is like 15 to 20 grams in raw numbers. For somebody like me who struggles to find a protein bar that's both healthy for you and great tasting, Built Bar has provided a really nice middle ground between nutrition and flavor. If you're having trouble deciding like I am, be sure to check out their variety pack, which I mentioned at the start of the show, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for your first order at BuiltBar.com. If you have any nut allergies, be sure to check out their 8 nut-free flavors in addition to their 8 nut-inclusive flavors. No matter your food allergies, BuiltBar.com has your back. Up next on our options for the ninth overall pick for the Jets in this year's uh, 2012 entry draft, let's say this year being several years ago, eight now if you can believe it, holy crap, I feel old. Uh, The next guy actually went to Montreal in the fifth round, and this guy is Charles Houdon. And Houdon is actually somebody that I am a big, big fan of for a variety of reasons. I think Houdon is kind of like Nick Patan in that he has quite a bit of skill, and he's a smaller player. But he's got such dynamic vision, really good playmaking IQ, a really good work ethic, and just really strong impacts in both ends of the ice. Houdon is somebody who plays in your middle six and is arguably like a fringe second-line center, but has mostly been cast as like an elite bottom sixer for the Canadians. I think Houdon has actually played in the top six over the past year or two just because I think Montreal was running a little bit thin on center depth. Houdon, though, would have been, I think, kind of like a more dynamic Andrew Kopp. And Andrew Kopp already has a decent amount of dynamism to his game. But Houdon is just a really great, really smart, really offensively minded and gifted player. Had he gotten drafted, I don't know where he would slot in on this roster because Shifley, of course, was going to end up being the number two once he got picked. And then, you know, Brian Little had the first line spot for a while. So I think Houdon would have slotted in at around third line center or fourth line center I don't really know if the Jets would have gone uh, very youth oriented just because occasionally the Jets were fine with letting kids run but maybe Houdon doesn't fit Noel's play style I mean we all know that he loved that GST line a lot right and I don't think that Houdon really plays that same kind of game so Houdon might have actually had a decent decently difficult time getting ice time as far as the pick value for the pick with number nine overall Houdon would definitely not be the kind of guy that I think the Jets would have loved getting there. He is actually a pretty good NHLer, and I th- I think that he has some untapped potential, or did at one point until recently. I think that he's kind of settled into where he is now, which is like a really good middle six forward. Back then, though, if he'd gone to the Jets, he might have become a real anchor on the second line. I don't know. Hard to say. Winnipeg has definitely been lacking like a, a number two C, though, which is very clear with the uh, injuries to Little and Winnipeg's occasional injuries to Mark Shifley. So, Houdon might have fit a bigger need for the Jets. Well, actually, he fits a pretty big need for the Canadians, too. It's not like their center depth is that great. So I think in terms of of where he would have slotted in for these teams, he might actually have gotten in the same place, you know, longer term speaking. But he might have cracked the Jets' uh, center lineup a little bit higher than he did initially in Montreal. Moving on, we have another defenseman option, this one being Colin Miller. And Colin is actually a guy that I wanted the Jets to trade for over this offseason because Miller's like a really good second-pairing right-handed defenseman. Whenever he's on the ice, it just seems like the opposing team has a harder time generating a lot of chances against you. And, like, Miller's game is not overly dynamic, but he just seems to be in very good positioning in the offensive zone. And he's been able to rack up pretty good points totals and offensive scoring opportunities Uh, when paired with the right forwards and partners. He's just like a really good, really solid two-way offensive defenseman who can play, you know, on your power play. I think he can be a pretty decent right-handed quarterback, which is important because the Jets don't have many of those guys. 
and he can be a very good even strength contributor. Offensively speaking, he was not quite as good as Truba was during his prime, but Miller is very solid all around, and I think he's a well-rounded player, which means, you know, he wouldn't have reached the heights that Jacob was able to, but I think Colin would have been more than sufficient as your second-pairing guy. He would have been playing roughly where Truba was early on in his career, so I, I don't think that we would have seen as much of a significant drop-off, but I do think that Truba overall was the more offensively dynamic player, and brought a different kind of presence on the back end. Miller, I think, is just a different, maybe more cerebral defenseman. I I still kind of hold hope that at some point the Jets can prime out of Buffalo for like a second-round pick or maybe even a very low-end first if he's got term on his deal, but I don't know. He seems to have gotten skipped because the Knights don't really like trading to the Jets, but maybe the Sabres are willing to do a little more business with Winnipeg. The next option I'm going to choose is another New York-related defenseman, although he is now a Carolina Hurricane, and I will briefly kind of go over this one just because I don't really know what to think of this particular player. It's Brady Shea, and like, I'm kind of confused as to what kind of defenseman he is, because I feel like occasionally I see a lot of evidence of decent offensive skill, good skating, and when he was first starting with the Rangers, decent defensive zone instincts and his like technique was there. But over the past couple of seasons, I just feel like his game has really cratered. And obviously, he's only played like seven games with the Canes, but he was not particularly good there either. And I think that they signed him to a decently sized extension. Had he gone to Winnipeg at nine, I feel like the Jets would not have been super pleased with what he became. Like, you know, between him and Truba, right? Truba, for me, will always be the superior player. I think Shea did show promise at one point. I just don't think that he's a particularly high-end defenseman now. He's maybe more in, like, the Neil Pionk category, which is, it's definitely a fine NHLer, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't think that, as far as a lot of pick value, again, this is kind of the same situation that you run in with, like, a Colin Miller or or even um, a Josh Anderson. You know, it's okay pick value, but it's not great. I mean, you're you're happy when, like, guys outside of the top five make the NHL, right? I mean, no first-round pick is guaranteed. But if you're picking still within the top 10, you still want a relatively bona fide prospect. And yes, Brady Shea is a pretty decent NHLer. I just don't know if long-term he really would have been the kind of fixture on the blue line that the Jets were looking for. All right, we are winding down our uh, potential 2012 redraft options and we have a few interesting ones left including the one that I think at the end I'll save for the last because this is probably the guy that I would have gone for and yes look it is a goalie such are the relatively uninspiring options that awaited the Jets otherwise but this first one I actually feel would have been an okay very okay option and this guy is Tanner Pearson I think Pearson is like a really good workman like top six forward with good scoring instincts. He's great at getting into spaces. I I don't really know what kind of player I would compare him with because I just feel like he has a really nice balance of skill sets. He's not exactly like a high-end elite forward, and the past couple of seasons have definitely seen something of a decline in his game, but that also kind of correlates with a general decline in the Kings. When Pearson's at his best, he's a, a pretty good offensive threat, Not exactly a defensive forward by any stretch, but he's capable of transitioning the offense and just generally being an effective top six scoring option. You know, he's probably closer to third liner than he is to second or first at this stage of his career, but he's very okay at what he does, and in his prime, he was actually pretty good. 
he was an underrated part of the King's Cup run, and I feel like he probably would have been like another Ladd-type player, even if he may not have had the exact level of impact that a guy like Ladd brought on a line with Wheeler and Little. I think guys like Pearson tend not to get a whole lot of love because they aren't exactly flashy names and they don't have high-end dynamic skill sets, but I really like his consistency of production of being like a 35 to 45 point forward over many seasons. That is surprisingly not an easy skill set to buy, especially in this day and age, and at a reasonable price, Pearson was great for LA for a long time. And he would have been a very solid top six or middle six option for the Jets too. Our last two options are both capitals, and the first is, uh... Tom Wilson. I mean, yeah, he's a guy. Um, the thing about Wilson, here's the thing, and it's crazy to say this, but he's a very effective complementary forward. If you put him on a line with like a playmaking center and a winger, I think that the way that he attacks space and his ability to use his physicality, he's kind of like Adam Lowry, but with even more offensive skill, which is kind of strange to say. But of course, that comes with the caveat that this is Tom Wilson and he often gets himself suspended. He, you know, for a long time played a very dirty game. It's definitely calmed down over the past season or two, but you always still worry, and he's got a really long track record of being a bit reckless. So I feel like because of the amount of times that he's been suspended and his track record of behavior, that's not really a safe pick. The Caps also could have gone for Christian Jews, but again, this is another guy that Winnipeg didn't really need to spend this high of a pick on. Jews, before like the last season or two, was a really effective top four left-handed defenseman, and I think that he was very much underappreciated by the Caps. I think he did a really great job at being a smart, if slightly smaller defenseman. He had great positioning, great instincts, um, surprisingly active in the offensive zone, and very good defensive zone awareness. He was kind of like a sort of Enstrom, but maybe not a cerebral. I think Enstrom was a, m a more defensively stout player, but Jews, definitely not bad. Pretty good player. I don't know about a first-round pick necessarily, but, I mean, he's definitely better than, you know, uh, Nail Yakupov or any of those other options, right? So, a fringe defensive option might have been, like, Damon Severson, and I still don't really know what to think of Severson. There are times where he attacks space like a top-round pick, but his defensive game just kind of seems to be non-existent over the past couple of years. I, I don't really know what kind of player he is, and I feel like no one really seems to know if he's good, uh, which is kind of complicated when you are trying to figure out whether or not you spend a really high pick on him. I, I think that he definitely has a lot of skill, but it, it just doesn't seem to really translate into a lot of positive on-ice impact. He definitely has scoring ability and points-getting ability, but you know if you surrender those same opportunities in your own end, kind of a problem. The Jets kind of had another option that would have been really interesting, and that's Shane Gostisbehere. If if J you know the Jets hadn't gotten Jacob Truba, Gostisbehere in his prime would have been, uh, to me, a similar kind of player. I think I still give the the edge to Truba a bit because like Gostisbehere recently has not been very good, but when Gostisbehere is on his game, he's such a dynamic skater and has incredible edge work with a really nasty shot and very smart offensive instincts. If the Jets had gotten him instead, I think Winnipeg would have been thrilled. He would have been a great top four defenseman for a long time, and I think that he would still be here with the Jets now. You know, he might not be a first pairing guy, but I feel like if you give him somebody like, you know, a defensively minded player on the right side, you might have a really interesting pairing going forward. But ultimately, if, if the Jets had it to do over again and were looking for maybe the most value for the pick that they make, 
I, I don't know. I would feel like it would have to be Andre Vasilevsky. Given that I already took off a lot of really good names off the board, Vasilevsky, I, I think, fits an organizational need that they desperately had a, a vacancy in, and it took a long time for them to actually fill it. Ironically, now, they did get a goalie in this draft who has absolutely filled that void, especially this season. But, you know, I, I think that uh, Vasilevsky would have been an amazing selection. They would have been thrilled. I think that Vasilevsky is also kind of an interesting question mark because, you know, with Tampa's defense being so good, sometimes his numbers look a little not so good. And so, you know, is he actually a, a good or great goaltender? And because Tampa Bay is a, such a strong defensive team, it actually unfairly punishes him for surrendering a few more goals than is expected for such a shutdown unit? Or is he maybe not as good as people imagine him to be? Either way, I think that if you had taken him at ninth overall, I think it would have been perfectly okay, and I feel like the Jets would have been happy with a franchise goalie to carry on for the rest of his career, I would imagine, unless he got traded. You know, Vasilevsky's numbers are very good, but I, I do wonder, behind a defense like Winnipeg's, would he have been as successful? And I think that that's a question that really needs to be asked, because Vasilevsky's numbers behind the Lightning's defense, which has been historically great at times, I don't know. I, I just have some concerns that maybe, you know, Hellebuck going forward might actually be a more sound option. And it's not like Hellebuck has had his own, you know, he's definitely had his own struggles over the past couple of seasons too. But Vasilevsky just has certain natural raw talents and physical traits that make him an absolute monster when he's on his game. So I don't know if that makes him the safer option, but if you had it to do over again, and you had the ninth overall pick, and all of the guys like Forsberg and Truba and Lindholm all went ahead of him, I, I think you would be okay taking that pick. If these options are too spicy for you, and you feel like somebody other than Vasilevsky should have been taken at ninth overall in a 2012 redraft for the Jets, be sure to let me know at HLLivingLoco, or at the podcast Twitter handle at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks so much for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!